0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Down the blind, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're just going to catch up on a bit of news from the last two days and uh, one of the stories is broken this morning of course Kenny Bromwich, uh, he has signed with the Dolphins, I went to say Redcliffe again, starting to get out of that habit, he signed with the Dolphins for season 2023 he will be following his brother Jesse to play under Wayne Bennett up there and uh, probably the worst kept secret in Rugby League, we saw some leaks about this but I think if we're all honest here, I think the writing was on the wall anyway, if Jesse was going to leave Melbourne, uh, head up to play under Wayne. I think we all anticipated that Kenny was going to follow him. So a great signing for the Dolphins. Uh, They're still lacking players in their spine. There's no doubt about that. You could argue they've got one in Ray Stone. You could argue Jermaine Osaka could play fullback, but personally, I think Osaka will be a winger. Ray Stone, I I don't think he'll be a hooker. I think at best he'll be a 13. Uh, So still a lot of holes to fill, but as I said last week with the Jesse Bromwich signing, they are just signing guys that are going to build culture. They are going to build a strong system here. Their forward pack is just a... Well, not just about done. Their starting pack is close to done. Uh, you'll have Felice Gafusi. You will have... A, n- Kenny Bromwich in the second row. You will then have Ray Stone at 13, I'm assuming. Then you'll have Jesse Bromwich up front with Mark Nichols. A pretty good pack, to be honest with you. A pretty established pack. Uh, A mixture of sort of young and old guys. Mostly old guys, there's no doubt about that. But you throw in Ray Stone, bit, bit of a younger fella. Tough as nails. I like the way their pack's looking. I wouldn't be surprised if... Uh, you know, I, I think obviously the, their second row will start in that fashion but I wouldn't be surprised if they sign another front rower over the next year or so that could start with Jesse Bromwich and maybe Mark Nichols off the bench, you know, a Mo Fodder Waker or one of these sort of guys. I think they will get someone. They might look into a Lindsay Collins as well. Uh, they have got a couple of options there. Guys that are off-contract, still under-contract. Guys can move everywhere. Those, those contracts, they're, they're worth as much as the paper they're on realistically. So, interesting to watch but I just think the Dolphins, they're setting themselves up with a good coach. They've got Peter O'Sullivan and now they've got forwards that are just going to set a standard. Uh, when I look at this side right now, do I think they're going to win a premiership in their first year? No, I don't, depending on you know the rest of the signings, of course. But I think they're going to be a solid side. I don't think they'll be a bottom two, bottom three, bottom four side. I think they've got enough guys from. Really good systems, uh, in particular the Melbourne Storm system, uh, to build a really good squad around and to build really good culture around as well. So, to get those two really good signings, you're going to start with a Melbourne Storm. With you know, the other thing about Kenny Bromwich and Felice is that they're criminally underrated defensively. Whenever I talk to players about playing Melbourne Storm, it's always They always mention at some point about how hard it is to get around these two and how good they are in defense. And Kenny Bromwich, he's obviously got a bit more upside, a little bit of ball playing in him, which we probably don't talk about enough, to be honest with you. So I really like these signings. Jesse, he'll be great through the through the middle, as will Mark Nichols. Uh, they, I assume now you'll start to see more and more younger forwards. I think just about every forward they sign now will be under the age of 25, 24. Uh, and I think it's going to build into a pretty good pattern so good news for the Dolphins, great sign there, disappointing for Melbourne. And I just thought I'd cast your mind back. Now, um, the 25th of October, 2020, really not that long ago. Uh, the Melbourne Storm win their last premiership, defeating the Penrith Panthers in the grand final. I'm just going to run you through their team that night. Ryan Pappenhausen, Vunavalo, Branko Lee, Olam, Car, Munster, Hughes. Jesse Bromwich, Cameron Smith, Christian Welsh, Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Nelson Asofa solomona Brandon Smith, Big Tino, Dale Fanukan and Nico Hines. Now let's go through that again and let's have a look at the guys that are actually going to be at the Melbourne Storm in 2023. Ryan Pappenhausen, the fullback, he will stay there. Vunavalu on one wing is gone. Branko Lee at centre is gone. Justin Olam at centre, he will still be there. Josh Adokar is gone. Cameron Munster is still there. Jerome Hughes is still there. Jesse Bromwich is gone. Cameron Smith is gone. Christian Welsh, he will still be there in the front row. Felice Cafusi is gone. Kenny Bromwich is gone. Nelson Osofosola-Mona, we're assuming he is gone. Brandon Smith will not be there next year. Tino is already not there. Dale Finucane is already not there. And Nico Hines is already not there. He's already gone to the Sharks with Dale. From the 2020 Premiership-winning Melbourne Storm side. they have five players left when they start the 2023 season. Sorry, And that's assuming that none of these other guys go elsewhere. I think Christian Welsh would be a decent little target for Wayne Bennett as well. I know he's a big fan of Christian Welsh. I'm sure he'll look into that, but I think the Melbourne Storm will move heaven and earth to keep him there. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if Munster does end up elsewhere. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in Queensland over the next few years. Maybe not 2023, but it wouldn't shock me. I think Justin Olam will probably stay down there. I think Pappy will as well. But I think they are at risk of losing Christian Welsh and Cameron Munster as well. Jerome Hughes, I think he's re signed for another couple of years. I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, But Munster and, you know, Munster and Welsh, I think they'd be a great target for Wayne Bennett to try and get up there. He still needs to sign a marquee guy. I don't think that Wayne Bennett has spent a heap of money anywhere so far. So he is going to have a big lump of money to throw at someone. And it might be Cameron Munster, depending on what happens with KP down there at Newcastle, I mean, this might even be a situation where he's got an ex- a few experienced heads in his forward pack that he knows he can trust now. He might try and go for a double in Cam Munster and Kalen Ponga potentially, and then build a younger squad around them. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not, you know, working out all their finances and everything, but if they were to get KP and Munster, which... I don't think it's out of the realms of possibility. I think at halfback, you could get a Cody Nikarima really cheap to come and play under Wayne Bennett. You could chuck him in there. You could also chuck him at hooker and find another halfback somewhere else. I think they've got a heap of options here. And because of the experience and the hard heads they've already got in this pack, I think they could really splash out on their spine and then maybe save some money elsewhere. There's a couple of journeymen that you could pick up from around the NRL to fill out your backline. One name on this list is Branko Lee. Depending on what happens with him at the Brisbane Broncos, I personally think that one of Branko Lee or Herbie Farnworth will probably end up at the Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if Corey Oates ends up there as well. Uh, So there's so many guys in this competition that are fringe guys that might not be in their starting 17 of their team right now, but get them under Wayne Bennett and they will improve immediately. And it could be anything, you know. You could see a a Josh Mansell make an appearance up there. You know, a heap of options. So many options for the Dolphins and for Wayne Bennett. But yeah, that Melbourne Storm side, there's only, in 2023, when they kick a ball, that's only going to be, two, it's going to be like two years and about six months since they won that grand final. And there's only going to be five out of the 17 guys that are left, which is pretty scary. You then got to consider that, you know, Harry Grant wasn't in the team, Tui Kamika wasn't in the side, so... It's uh, it's pretty wild times down there at the Melbourne Storm. It's been it's been pretty shocking to be honest with you. So, yeah, crazy times at Melbourne. Exciting times for the Dolphins, though. I think the Kenny Bromwich signing is a really good one. Uh, interesting to see the Melbourne Storm are going to have so much money to throw around. It's not even funny. Me and Kempi were talking the other day, and you guys have probably already listened to it. I'll tell you what, I would be throwing a bait out to the North Queensland Cowboys and saying, hey. What's doing with Tao Malolo's contract? Your squad looks a little bit thin around the edges everywhere else. Could we maybe take him off your hands? And I think Tao Malolo would jump at the opportunity to go down there and play under Craig Bellamy, to be honest with you. But so many options so much money to throw around in Melbourne we haven't really seen them in this situation before so and I mean I'm I'm not totally convinced that Welsh and Cameron Munster will be there in 2023 or 2024 with the at the rate that people are leaving if Craig Bellamy decides to move on there are two guys from Queensland Munster's just just had a child. I know that his missus is from up that way as well. So really interesting times for Melbourne. Now, the other big news. uh, Yesterday, the Gold Coast Titans announced their captain for season 2022. And it is Big Tino, of course, another one of the players that has left the Melbourne Storm System that won the premiership in 2020. What an achievement by Tino. I think this is incredible. For the age he is at, to rise through the ranks and become an NRL captain at such a young age—it is incredibly impressive. I—I I didn't really see this coming, to be honest with you. I sort of assumed it would go to Kevin Proctor or Jared Wallace. Uh, you know, uh, you know, it, it's probably not a huge shock, but I sort of anticipated one of those guys would get it. Um, you know, you got to remember, Fafita is 21 years old. Uh, sorry, Tino, he's 21 years old. Very, very. A very interesting selection at captain. And look, I'm not going to say that he doesn't deserve it. I think he's probably been one of their best leaders over the last year or so. But 21 years of age to be the captain of an NRL club, that is a big whack. That is huge. I mean, has the guy played 100 first grade? He's played 49 first grade games. 49 first grade games. I would argue that last year was realistically probably his first year as a full-time starter in first grade. The year before at the Melbourne Storm, you know, off the Dome, I think he played a lot of games off the bench and there's nothing wrong with that. He obviously was part of a premiership winning side, but pretty incredible to think at age 21, this guy's the captain of, the, of an NRL club. The Gold Coast Titans have obviously relaunched uh, with a new brand, with a new logo and everything this year. Very exciting times. Their squad's going to be very different. Their squad's going to be very unique compared to the rest of the NRL. They essentially... You know, they don't have experienced players in their spine. I've spoken about this a lot on the podcast. It's going to be very interesting. And I mean, assuming he's going to play Locke, they might put oh, Isaac Liu there. I'm not sure. Assuming he's going to play Locke Tino, he's played 49 games. That'll mean that hooker with Aaron Clark, fullback with Jaden Campbell, 5'8 with AJ Brimson, 7 with Toby Sexton, and lock forward uh, with Big Tino. You're looking at a grand total. Like 130 games there, I reckon, which is unbelievable. I would say that the vast majority of NRL teams, their captain has played more games than the Gold Coast Titans' spine, including their lock forward, who is their captain. So wild times doesn't mean it's going to be a negative. Uh, I'm not saying that. I am nervous about them. I'm not going to hide away from that. I've said that on the podcast a lot. I've got them sort of bottom five sort of teams heading into season 2023. But we have seen teams like this where young guns just click. I would argue that the game is potentially more suited to younger legs than it ever has been but I still think experience matters and this is what worries me about the Gold Coast Titans but once again I am not within those four walls I'm not in the systems I don't see day-to-day of how these young guys are acting how these guys are maturing I also don't get to see Tino day-to-day as well and for him to go up there and become the captain within what 25 games of arriving there What a sensational effort. And there are guys up there who I thought would have been really good options. So for Tino to win it over Jared Wallace and Kevin Proctor... An incredible knock. Maybe it's a sign that Kevin Proctor, he might be falling out of favor up there. He sort of has been for quite some time, realistically. Jared Wallace, he's another guy. I know I said earlier that I think that the Dolphins will probably sign all their forwards under the age of 25 now, but Jared Wallace, I think he would be a really good shout to end up at the Dolphins too. I'm kind of anticipating that. I think this is part of the reason why they've probably gone for Tino, realistically. But Tino, he can be a club captain up at the Gold Coast Titans over the next decade, for the next 13 years, realistically, if he stays there if he keeps his game at the level he's playing at the moment. I will defend Tino on one front, and he obviously came to the Melbourne Storm where Cameron Smith was playing close to the peak of his, you know, best football we saw. He was putting front rowers, huge front rowers like Tino over for, you know, three or four tries every few weeks. Tino, he scored a heap of tries that year. We all got very high on him. He went up to the Gold Coast Titans and didn't score a heap of tries. I, I think he might have scored one or two uh, throughout the whole season, but... The reality is, yeah, three tries, four tries for the entire season. He scored one in the last week, which is a big, uh, which, which is a big turn on what he was doing at the Melbourne Storm. But I think you need to realise this guy—he's not there to score tries. Yeah, outside of you know the avenue of his attacking stats going down because he didn't have Cameron Smith feeding them, him the ball. I thought he improved in. Just about every avenue of his game last year, I thought he was sensational for the Gold Coast Titans. And I think people turned on him a little bit because he wasn't scoring tries. He wasn't producing the huge supercoach points that we anticipated. But you watch him with the eye test week to week and just how good he was for the Gold Coast Titans. You know, the more I talk about him, the more I can understand this decision from the Titans. For me, I probably wouldn't make a guy captain of my NRL club under the age of 25. That's just me. Uh, But this is the situation they find themselves in where they have got a young squad. they're handing the keys to Toby Sexton. They're handing the keys to Big Tino. They are going all in. So credit to the Gold Coast Titans. They're not putting one toe in the water. They're bombing in. They are putting all their eggs in the same basket of all these young kids. And they're backing the men, which is really good to see. I just hope that if it doesn't turn out overly positively, they need to stick with these guys. This is a long-term decision to hand the keys to Toby Sexton and to make Tino your club captain. And they need to stick with them for a number of years. There's no out. They are all talented. It's probably not going to be an overnight thing, yeah? It is going to take time. They're going to need to mature. They're going to need to develop, but they're going to be able to do that together if the Titans stick solid. There's probably going to be times where there's going to be criticism and stuff over the next few years, especially if they're not playing finals footy and whatnot, especially considering they made the finals last year. I would argue that they probably shouldn't have, and I think that'll make life a little bit harder for them heading into the future, but they need to stick solid with these young guys. They are all guns. We've seen what Jaden Campbell can do. We've seen what Toby Sexton can do. Small sample size, but they have been very impressive. We've seen AJ Brimson. He went to Origin. He handed himself incredibly well well Tino he has played origin he's won a premiership he's performed great for the Titans these guys can play the Titans though they've got to keep backing them in and stand by their young guys